1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, well, this week's headline from the Toronto Real Estate Board was that the Toronto home prices inched up, especially the price of a condo, but overall sales and new listings were down. What do you make of these numbers? They were. I mean, price continues to climb, and and the reason is you're starting to see inventory come down. So active listings were down. Uh, they were down 1.6%. And what that means is if they're, if active listings are down and we're starting to sell more homes, we're going to start to see multiple offers, and that's going to start to drive the price up. And that's exactly what we saw. The price was up 1.6%, even though unit sales were down 2.4%. Now, just to put the percentage in in actual numbers, yes. that was only 123 units across the entire GTA. So sales were pretty uh, average, I would say, compared to last year. W- the reason for the decline was the weather. We had so many days where we, where there were declared snow days in the city or it was minus 20, minus 25 outside and people didn't want to go out looking. So that contributed to the small decline in sales. Okay, so the new listings declined, but the average home price actually went up. It did. So actually, new listings were actually down 6.2%, and the average price did go up 1.6%. And and again, the reason is when you have less inventory, you've got more multiple offers. And as we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks on the show, multiple offers are back. They're they're back to stay for a while, and that's going to continue as listings start to decline. So people that are holding out and thinking, I'm just going to wait this out. Prices are going down. Prices are not going down. They're going up. And that's going to go up higher now that multiple offers have come back. And do you think that, you know, with the, the federal budget on the horizon, it's, um, it's scheduled for March 19th. Do you think that there's going to be a change in policy maybe to help with home ownership affordability? I think they have to be. It's also an election year. So you're going to start to see a lot of policies being put into place to kind of, you know, the average home sale puts about $68,000 in spinoff revenue back into the economy. So housing sales drive the the economic engine for the, the entire nation. And if you start to stunt that, as we saw over the last couple of years, that's going to result in less revenues for even the government because you're getting less land transfer tax. You're not getting a lot of money from for CMHC for people that are first time buyers because you've you've stunted that growth of, of the real estate segment of the economy. So you're going to start to see policies put into place there. There is a need for more housing. There's a need for more land to be unlocked so that people can build more houses as inventory starts to decrease, you're going to need more areas where you can increase inventory, and that you're going to see that over the next little while, too. And what about that stress test that we've talked about a great deal on this show? Do you expect that there might be a change? There's definitely more pressure to make a change to the stress test. I don't think it's necessary to the point that it was previously. If you think about what the stress test was designed for, it was designed for when in, uh, when interest rates were really low. And now that interest rates have started to climb, do you really need to still qualify people for levels where the interest rate may not even reach? So 
you're you're going to start to see some pressure towards you know changes being made to the stress test, and hopefully they do decrease it. Even if they decrease it a percent, that's going to help with affordability and help to kickstart the market. And now, Asif, we're heading into March break. Does that have an impact on the real estate industry? It sure does. There's a lot of people that have, especially with the weather that we've had this year, people are getting away. They want to get away you know, to warmer places just, just even for that week. So you're going to start to see that week slow down for real estate showings and sales. But at the same time, it's a good opportunity for people that are sticking around to get their house ready. As inventory declines, you want to get on the market right now because you want to beat the spring rush. And the people that are getting on right now have a better chance of you know, getting more for their property. So for those folks who didn't head out of town for March break and they're sticking around, either they're listing their homes right now or they're getting ready to, to put them on the market? It's a great time. I mean, March break is always a great time to declutter, to get your home fixed up and get ready for the spring market. All right. When we come back, have you heard of micro condos? Stick around for the 411. And you know spring is just around the corner when the National Home Show comes to town. You can win tickets right here. Those details are still ahead. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. There's been a buzz in the air over the last uh, little while about Toronto's newest condos and, and their size in specific. They're building condos that are 277 square feet. These are traditional closets in, in most homes. <laughs> and joining us next on the show is Alex Wilson from REMAX Condos Plus, and he's going to explain the concept of micro condos. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. How's it going there? Good, good. So they're they're building three hundred square foot condos downtown. Yeah, uh, I personally own one that's three hundred sixty eight square feet. Um, they're very accommodating um, units for individuals that are looking for convenience of living downtown. You know, there, sorry, go ahead, Asif. Oh, I was going to say that you know this has been very popular in in areas like New York City and Seattle, and and it's it's just it's new to Toronto, but it's not a new concept. No, not not at all. And and even if we expanded out to um, Hong Kong and and other cities, um, it's a requirement or it's a reality of living in major metropolitan areas, living in these smaller units. Um, because people are trading off size for convenience. And would this be traditionally known as what used to be the bachelor condo, where it's just one room? Uh, yes. Yeah, typically that's what you're looking at. It, it's your studio bachelor-style condo that's this size. And when you look across the spread, um, two bedrooms, one bedrooms, and studios have been getting progressively smaller over the years. And it's almost when you look at the pictures or if, if you visit Karma Condos with clients that are purchasing there, it's almost like a cruise ship design where everything is in there. It's just very well planned out. Yeah, there, there is no wasted space at all, frankly, because you can't afford to waste space, but there is no wasted space at all. So it is very smart planning when it comes to designing the units. Everything has 
a space. So my, my line is when I'm showing people uh, units, I tell them it's not about the layout or the, it's, sorry, it's not about the size, but it's all about the layout and how you use it. And with retractable kitchens and, and the laundries built right in, you have all the conveniences right within your condo. You would think that, you know, these smaller condos may not have dishwashers or they may not have areas where you can have a washer and dryer, but they're all encompassing. It, that's phenomenal. Yes, every, everything there is for, you, for your unit. There, there's no sacrifice in, in the modern day convenience in the unit. You still have your dishwasher. You still have your washer and dryer. All those conveniences, all those amenities are in their units. Finish may be a little bit smaller, but you still have access. And the thing is, people um, want to, they, they really need somewhere to sleep, and then they're going to be out and about in the city after enjoying what the city has to offer. And that's a great point, because if you look at millennials, and is this, is this actually attracting millennials, or who, is, who are these condos attracting? Uh, it's attracting individuals that need to live in the downtown core. So I'll, I'll put an example. Access, let's say I, I said, can you meet me downtown Toronto for a meeting at either 9 a.m. or 5 p.m.? What would your response be to me? Be like, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get down there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, it is so difficult to penetrate into the core during peak times that people want that convenience of living close to work because the most reliable form of transportation is your two legs. So it's not just restricted to millennials. It's, re- it's to people that want the convenience of being able to live closer to work at a affordable budget range because these are truly now the entry-level pro- entry product uh, for people looking to live in the core. And what are we looking at in terms of entry level? What is the price of something like that? So I can say uh, the one that I have that I'm getting it this year, um, those studios are, are ranging for rent between eighteen to $2,000 per month. And, you know, that's a great point as well, because what's happened over the last, I would say, eight to 10 years is even people from York region want to pad downtown because they go down there for weekends. They're, they're up in the region, you know, during the week and commuting, kids have school. But sometimes on the weekends, they just want a, a pad downtown. So this would be a great solution because they're downtown enjoying the city. They just need a place to sleep on a Friday night and Saturday night. So this, this would be a perfect solution. Yeah, and have you looked at hotel rates recently downtown? They're through the roof. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you, if you spend a four to five nights uh, per month in the downtown core, uh, and you look at the cost of either carrying ones by buying one or just renting it out, um, you've paid for your condo for the month. So people are doing that math as well. And so in terms of the size of the micro condo, what is, what is the size at the small end and at the, the, the larger end? Uh, I would say uh, on the small end is at 277 square feet. Um, that's on the small end, the, the smallest that I've seen down in the market. Um, and what would, the, what would the larger size of a micro condo would be? I guess if I'm talking to someone in the York region, they may be saying, oh, my God, 600 square feet is small <laughs> to them. But um, I don't know what I would say on the, uh, what will be in the high end. I guess it just is the, it's all about uh, the eye of the beholder, right? So it's what someone considers this is a, uh, a micro condo. I don't think there's a specific definition. It's just if someone thinks a unit is small. Alex, one of the one of the issues that we had when we used to sell condos that were under 500 square feet or so was 
banks were refusing to finance them because they said, you know, they won't finance condos that are less than 500 square feet. Has has the micro condo trend changed that or bucked that trend? And are they uh, are they able to finance them now? Uh, the answer is yes and yes. So you can still run into some trouble um, with financial institutions. Some of them do still have restrictions on the financing of these properties. But I will say there are other financial institutions that have no problem financing these properties. Um, it's just that banks are adjusting to the trend. Some are taking longer than others, but there are um, in the big five banks, some of them will finance, have no problem financing this size of the unit because they know this is the reality and this is what people's portfolios uh, are shifting to in the reality of what real estate is downtown. Um, so I would say if you are having an issue, um, speak to your different banks. But yes, they, the, the banks will finance them, just not all of them are on board yet. And what are we looking at in terms of price per square foot for these micro condos? Is it similar to the $800 a square foot that are for regular condos? Is it a little bit more? Oh, $800 per square foot. Sign me up. I'll buy that now. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, typically micro condo is more expensive um, because people are looking at the final number, um, what you're buying that unit for. So in a smaller unit like this, you may be able to get one under um, in the mid 400 price range in regards to end price point wise, which does push up your end price per square foot. But when you're looking at these, people aren't looking at the price per square foot anymore. They're looking at this is all I can afford um, because of now we get into policy issues, stress tests, that kind of thing. And that's also pushed up pricing on these units. So if that's all someone can afford, that's all they can buy. Um, so it's not so much on the price per square foot wise, what people are looking at, they're looking at the end price of these units. And it sounds like this is a good investment, especially considering how much uh, the possible rent is, don't you think? Oh, yeah, of course. And that's but what I tell people is that when you're starting off on your real estate portfolio, build your real estate portfolio with these smaller uh, units, your studio, junior, one-bedroom, one-bedroom, small two-bedroom units, because your carrying cost of these is going to be lower. A smaller unit square footage-wise means lower maintenance fees, lower property taxes, so your overall carrying cost is lower. And because these are entry level, these are going to be in the most demand, uh, which helps you get a higher rent as well. So they're an excellent investment opportunity for people to start growing their portfolio. And are they still going up in the downtown core? Oh, yes, yes. They, they are the um, predominant investment vehicle going up in the, the downtown core. Um, development has slowed down in regards to the number of projects that are launching, but this is more due to the fact that it's more difficult for builders to get full approvals on their sites when dealing with the city, but they are still going up in the downtown core. And Alex, we were talking about uh, offline about uh, how these micro condos are great investment opportunities, especially for people that have a lot of equity in, in their homes in New York region, to be able to pick one up and rent it out for $1,700, $1,900 a month and we we're talking about doing a seminar that you were going to lead for Remax Prime Properties and our investor clients. Tell us a little bit more about this seminar, and and then we'll uh, we'll give listeners uh, some information on how to sign up. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. So basically, if you're looking at equity in your home, um, it's great that your properties have gone up in value. You bought them 10, 20 years from now, but realistically, that's dead money unless you're selling. 
and exiting the market and going to another lower priced area, you're not able to tap into that equity. Um, but you can use your house as an investment tool to purchase additional uh, real estate. And it's what I've done myself. It's how I've grown my portfolio from um, one condo now to 10 condos and a house in High Park. It's been using the equity in my property to help expand and grow my, my real estate portfolio. Um, the line I like to use is um, use other people's money to uh, help grow your wealth. Uh, and that's referring to using the bank's money and using the, the money in your house. Um, and it's a great way to build a, an investment tool. That's awesome. And we're going to have more information on our Twitter feed and the radio station's Twitter feed as well as to when we're going to be doing this seminar and uh, get people signed up. Great. Yeah. Happy to help. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Hey, no problem. Have a great day, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Alex. When we come back, we're giving away tickets to the National Home Show, and we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. Still so much show to come. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Now, Asif, just before we get to our listener questions, you have a surprise? That's right, listeners. We have a surprise. We're giving away tickets. We're giving away four pairs of tickets to the National Home Show, and it's located at the Entercare Center. It's running right now, and it goes until March 17th. It's at Exhibition Place. Now, these aren't just your everyday average home show admission tickets. These are REMAX VIP tickets. What that means is you're going to get your admission. You're going to get a VIP entrance with a complimentary coat check, so you're not dragging your coat all over the place. That's the best. Yeah, and then if you've been to the home show, you know that dream home line is huge but you're going to get front of line access so you walk right up and and you get right in and then front row seating at the celebrity stage so you can watch all the shows from the front row and in the food court you get reserved vip seating so you're not looking around for a seat for about 15 minutes so there are four pairs of tickets to give away how do our listeners win so we've made it really easy. What we want to know is we want to know what your questions are for the show and also just a reason why you think you should go to the show. <laughs> so send a, so drop in to chat.onthemarketradio.com. That's chat.onthemarketradio.com. Send in your questions or send us a reason why you think you should go. So when I go to that page, where does it take me? That takes us right into a, a messenger page. So you your questions will be uh, delivered to us immediately. Okay, so one more time, it's chat.onthemarketradio.com. That's pretty, right. Pretty easy to remember that one. Okay, um, our questions for this week. The first one comes from James in Markham. He wants to know, with the rising price of condos, and we've talked a lot about condos, especially micro ones this week, are they still a good investment? They're a great investment, and the reason is that's where everyone is focused on in terms of affordability right now. There's so many condos selling, even if you look at, uh, just last month's sales results, James, condos were up uh, almost 9%. So you know that the condo sales are going to continue to increase. The price is going to be driven up. And we're still the most affordable condos out of all the big cities. If you're looking at Paris, New York, Chicago, 
Hong Kong, we still are very affordable. So there's a lot of room for condo prices to grow in our area. And do you think that those condo prices, we've talked about that on this show as well, that they're going to continue to rise not only in the downtown core of Toronto, but here across the region? They are. And if you look at rents, about two or three years ago, you could rent out a condo in downtown Markham for about $1,400, $1,450. That's unreal. That's, nobody can get a condo for under $1,700, $1,800 right now. So as price appreciates, so does the rent. And so that's why it's always going to be a good investment. It's a great time to get in right now. Okay. Our next question comes from Jenna in Richmond Hill. She wants to know, how does she protect herself and her funds when making a home purchase from a builder's plans? How does she also manage the delays? Great question. And your purchase is protected by Tarion, first of all. So, you know, your your purchase is protected. There are certain dates that the builder has to meet. And if they don't meet those dates, then your deposit gets refunded to you. If the project doesn't go forward, the money is held in trust and it will be refunded to you as well. So there are a lot of protections in place for buyers. The, the number one thing, and we've talked about this on the show before too, is make sure you're dealing with a reputable builder. And that will help you. If you're dealing with a real estate agent, they'll be able to guide you and, and provide you with the information that you need because there are a lot of builders out there. And you so you don't, sure. you can't do this on your own, right? So to find that reputable builder, I wouldn't even know where to start. And so it would be the agent who would help us through this. It is, and not necessarily just the reputation of the builder, but we've seen people have to pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on closing because they didn't go in with a realtor and they didn't know anything about capping fees. I mean, this is a whole different show, but there's a lot of things that we look for to protect our buyers that are buying new builds. And you want to go in with the knowledge that's going to help you succeed in this venture because everyone's getting into new condos to make money. Now, Jenna also asked about delays, and those are usually outlined in the contract, are they not? They are, and, and they'll let you know in advance if there is going to be a delay. So always prepare for a delay. There are the odd instances where everything is right on time and they register on time. But, you know, there's, there's certain times where things will get delayed, and, and that's to be expected. Asif, let's remind our listeners how to connect with you directly. Again, you can just go to chat dot on the market radio dot com or you can call me directly at four one six nine eight five con that's four one six nine eight five five four two six and just before we go this week's hot listing joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. This week's hot listing is a coming soon. That's right, Tina. This property has not hit the market yet, and now is your chance to get in before everybody else. It's a beautiful semi in the Wismer community of Markham. That's between McCowan and 48, right up Baroque Avenue. It's got three bedrooms, four bathrooms, a finished basement, and gorgeous finishings. Asif, what do you think about this property? This is a hot area right by Baroque Secondary School. I mean, that's been a huge draw over the last few years. Great parks. I think it has one of the largest parks in Markham right there on Baroque Avenue. It's a great property and a great community. Now, in terms of coming soon, what exactly you know should uh, listeners be be watching out for? With the way the inventory, like York Region is down a thousand homes right now in terms of inventory over last year. So there's not a lot of really good inventory. So when something like this is coming soon, it means there's going to be a lot of attention directed at it. I would phone and, and 
be first in line. You know, let us know that you're interested in that community and we'll put you first in line to be able to see this before things get really crazy. Okay, so Heather, tell us one more time about this property that's coming soon and where our listeners can get more information or get to that front of the line. Okay, like Asif said, he's absolutely right. With multiple offers coming back and less inventory, you do not want to miss out on this gorgeous three-bedroom, four-bath, semi-detached in Wismer. And for more information or to schedule a showing, they can contact Helen Liu at 905 905- Five five four five five two two. Asif, just before we go, let's talk one more time about those home show tickets. How can our listeners win? Just go send in your questions or the reason why you really need to go to the home show and we will get you home show tickets. We'll enter your name into the draw. You're going to go to chat.onthemarketradio.com. Great show, Asif. Thank you. Thank you. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com, to find our shows. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.
more with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back.